Welcome in another episode of the Fantasy Monsters. Caleb's going to be your host again today. We're talking DFS. We got some news still going into this weekend. And let's talk about last night's game. Definitely more defensive than I was anticipating, which isn't a bad thing. If you were uh, listening from Thursday's podcast, I was kind of high on Taysom Hill coming in this game. Well, that fell flat. He didn't look terrible. He still had a decent fantasy finish on the week, but it would have been a heck of a lot better if he wouldn't have thrown four picks. I knew it was going to be a tough matchup for him, but I still didn't anticipate it being that bad. The Saints just look completely deflated on offense. I mean, he did, you know, do pretty, uh, some pr- pretty well on the ground, hurdling people and whatnot, but uh, he still did finish with two, uh, two touchdowns on the game, but still disappointing, still disappointing. Uh, Dak Prescott in that offense, dude, let's talk Zeke, Tony Pollard. I know everybody's complaining about, oh, you know, Zeke's not, you know, he doesn't have the speed anymore. Oh, well, it's because he's hurt guys. Zeke hasn't had speed in a couple of years. I don't know why we think it's just because he's hurt this year. I mean, you know, if you, if you sit there and watch Tony Pollard's explosive run, he's looked way more explosive this year for sure. But at the same time, that was the longest I think running touchdown they've had at 58 yards only guys, only 58 yards since Zeke's rookie year. If that's the case, why are we still so high on Zeke? Zeke is a volume guy now. Like he's just a volume guy that runs between the tackles. I don't, I was never been a big fan of Ezekiel Elliott, even though he's a St. Louis and shout out, but he just looks like he's barely there. And I still think he's a very talented running back. I think you can feed him 20 times, obviously not when he's hurt, which is great. But at the same time, like, I don't think he's ever looked as explosive as Tony Pollard's looked this year since his rookie season. So if I'm, you know, the Cowboys offensive coordinator, which by the way, guys, I am not, I might be starting to change things, man. I I think Zeke still out snapped him. He still out uh, touched him but I would start giving more touches to Tony Pollard and let's see what happens with this offense. So our monster news here for Friday, uh, OBJ still looking questionable. Didn't practice again on Thursday. At this point, I'm going to be shocked if he's even going to be relevant in this offense for this weekend. I still think OBJ is, you know, a very, very talented wide receiver. I think he could really be explosive in this offense, but if he's continuing to have lingering issues and, with this hip, I just don't see how he's going to be beneficial, not only to his team, but long-term on this team and his just overall health in general. So uh, if you're looking to try and maybe play him this week as a flex, I would hold off. I just don't see if he's not been able to practice all week, he's not going to know this playbook well enough to be really, really effective. So I'd bench him this week and um, try to replace him with somebody else. Antonio Brown's also been suspended for three games. Um, kind of saw this coming, you know, with the fake vaccination card guys, you know, this isn't even if you're vaxxed or if you're not vaxxed type thing, this is just guys be smart. Like, you know, every organization on in the country now has some sort of, Hey, you need to do this 
if you're not following the rules of your organization, then guess what? You get, you get fired. So here he's been suspended for three games. He's been dealing with some injuries anyway, so I don't think this affects much for the Bucks. But long-term, going into the playoffs and things like that, you're going to want an Antonio Brown back on your team. So hopefully this will just benefit him to be able to get healthy and then be back for a good playoff push. So that's all we got in monster news for today. Let's go ahead and jump into our DFS picks. All right. So here we go. We got quarterbacks. There's a couple quarterbacks that I really like looking at this week. Jalen hurts, obviously somebody that had been talking about all week long going against these jets, these J E T S jets. Well, they're going to get destroyed by Jalen hurts this week. Looking at this overall matchup, I just don't see a way for him to fail. I mean, if he's going to continue to kind of throw these three interception games, obviously we'll have some issues, but I don't see that happening this week. I think he's going to get back to how he's been playing um, more often than not the rest of the season. Um, And again, this defense, it's just not very good against the run as well. So I think that also opens up lanes for Jalen hurts to be able to be very mobile in this game as well. And at 7,000, you're paying up just a tad, but he's still cheaper than most other quarterbacks on um, that you could be choosing for DFS this week. Another guy that I really like, if you want to pay down even a little bit more, should actually say a lot more, $1,000 less, is Derek Carr against Washington. So keep in mind, Derek Carr, um, he's had some pretty, pretty decent weeks this year as far as fantasy points go, but uh, you're not really getting a bunch of like you know, 30, 35 point weeks. So that kind of, um, high end, uh, you know, opportunity out of Derek Carr probably won't come. Washington is one of the worst defenses this year, surprisingly, um, passing in the league, but we'll just kind of see, um, what's gonna, what's really going to happen. But if you're really wanting to kind of pay down and maybe pay up somewhere else, Derek Carr could be a, a really good option. And lastly on the list, I got Matt Ryan against Tampa Bay. Now keep in mind, guys, he's it's 5,600. So it's super cheap. And yes, it's not going to be a solid matchup by any means, but here's what I'm thinking. All right. Matt Ryan is going to have to throw the ball a lot because I think that Tampa Bay is just going to be lighting them up. So I'm hoping that this can turn into just a, you know, passing fest for Matt Ryan. And as long as he, you know, doesn't throw any, you know, massive amounts of picks here, uh, I think he can still be very usable for today's game. I think he does have more higher upside than a Derek Carr um, this coming week as far as his fantasy points go, but he has been struggling overall outside of that Washington game um, where he you know, scored 29 points. But if you're looking for an option to pay down on, you can't beat $5,600 for Matt Ryan this week. All right, running backs. Uh, paying up this week for Leonard Fournette, 7,300. Again, do we just kind of talked about it with Matt Ryan? I think Tampa Bay is going to destroy this game. Leonard Fournette has been a freaking beast. Um, honestly, almost all season. He's had a couple of rough games, but I mean, last week against Indy, I mean, three touchdowns, hundred yards, three receptions. I mean, or seven receptions. I apologize on eight targets for 31 and a touchdown. I don't know what else you would want from Leonard Fournette. Um, he's had some really, really big weeks and I think that they're going to continue to utilize him basically like this. So I would pay up a little bit this week for Leonard Fournette, but if you are looking to want to pay down, we've got miles Gaskins, miles Gaskins this week going up against 
the Giants, which is basically giving up the fourth most points to the running back position. He's only 5,800 guys. I mean, he's going to be kind of a volume play anyway, but there's not a lot of work in, I, in my opinion, down in Miami. And the fact that he can not only get, you know, rushing yards, he's also very good in the receiving game too. So I think that he'll be a really good volume play at 5,400. You can't really beat that. Also, we know that DeAndre Swift will not be playing this week. So Jamal Williams at 54 could be a lock. I mean, let's look at the fact that when, when DeAndre is not in there and he's seeing, and Jamal seeing the bulk of attempts, dude, he's very efficient. He's very good. 4.7, 4.4, 4.8, you know, 4.3 on some of these games. And I mean, he's got to find the end zone a little bit more, but Jamal Williams is also very good in the passing game. So I think with him being the only one there, they're going to have to pass the ball a lot as they're going to be down against Minnesota. But I think Jamal Williams at 5,400 will be a steal. And on top of that, I got two more guys, 4,546, Tevin Coleman at 45, Boston Scott at 46. Yes. Miles Sanders is supposed to be back. I still don't think that he's going to take over from Boston Scott off this injury. So keep in mind that Boston Scott against these jets that gives up again, the most rushing yards to any team. I think could have a monster game. And then Tevin Coleman, Tevin Coleman, he's basically the only thing that's going to be up there. So you can play him for volume. He's good at the receiving game. He's good in the running game as well. Keep in mind, I mentioned this on our monster guy segment for both of these guys, Tevin Coleman used to do this stuff in Atlanta. So I think if you're really wanting to pay down heavily to get one of these guys at 45 or 4,600 bucks, I think you'll still come out on top. All right, wide receivers now. A couple guys I'm really like. Hunter Renfro mentioned this on Monster Guys. Uh, 5,800 against Washington. Dude, not a, not a bad gig at all. I think he'll be able to find the end zone, especially since Washington secondary has just been atrocious this year. Got Brandon Ayuk at $5,600. No Debo Samuel. This could be a lock as well. Brandon Ayuk, when, when he's the only guy, he definitely gets the targets. So keep in mind that even though Debo is not going to be on the field, this guy is very, very good. There's a seven for seven, six for eight, 85 and a touchdown on each of these 89 and a touchdown. These are games that Debo was not playing. Brandon Ayuk will be the star this week. Make sure that you have him in his lineup. I have him in three out of my four lineups this week. He's 5,600 bucks guys. You're going to save some cash. You're really wanting to pay down again. Kadarius Tony. All right. Kadarius Tony. I don't even know what else to say about this guy. I've, if he could be, if this, if he was in any other offense, we'd be talking about him more. Let's just put it this way. He's had a game, 13 targets, 12 targets, nine targets. These are games where yes, he didn't really see the yardage with the game against Dallas. He definitely does, uh, did. And he hasn't scored a touchdown, but I don't always look for touchdowns. I'm looking for targets because if you have high target volumes, the rest is going to come. So coming off of a 12 target game, they're going up against, Miami. So we know what Miami's kind of been this year, especially on defense. All he needs is these targets. I think the rest is going to follow Kadarius, Tony, $5,400. If you guys want to pay up a little bit, I like Deontay, uh, Devonte Smith going against the jets. Obviously anything against the jets right now just makes sense. And then lastly, Keenan Allen, I, I actually do have him in my lineup. He is $7,500. So he is a little bit up there, but out of the top end guys, Keenan Allen's just been freaking killing it. So I don't know what else you really want. You want somebody that's going to be able to get you 85 to hundred yards on 10, 13, 11, 13, 11. Those were his target shares through weeks eight through 12. So 
it's insane. He's just seeing so much volume. Again, I'm looking for targets. $7,500, Keenan Allen's going to be your guy. He has not scored since week eight, but don't worry. I think it's definitely going to be able to happen this week for him. All right, so tight ends always suck, but hey, we'll give it a shot here. We always do recommend paying up for a tight ends if you can, just because they're always so difficult to figure out on the lower side. A lot of guesswork, but hey, it's DFS. That's what we do here. So George Kittle is who I like this week, 5,900 against Seattle. Since he's come back from injury, guys, he scored three touchdowns in four games, seeing a really good target share outside of last week. Uh, but, you know, he's going up against Seattle. This defense has not been overly great, and this offense has been very lackluster. I think San Francisco is going to have a lot of time of possession on their hands, which means George Kittle is going to see a lot of targets, which also then comes back in while he'll see at least a touchdown or two this week. Also, like Pratt Fryermuth against Baltimore, 4,200. If you guys are wanting to pay down, this dude, he's just a touchdown machine. Um, I think he's, let's see, he's tied for third in touchdowns this year with six. He scored in each of his last couple games. He's not going to see a high yardage total, all right? I mean, even against the Chargers, four for seven for 11 yards and a touchdown. So not, not great stats, but at the same time, hey, it's points. Touchdowns always give you points. So he ended up finishing that game with 11. I always say anything over 10 points is great. When it comes to DFS, we do want it a little bit higher, but this guy's upside's always high. I think he can at least always give you somewhere around 15 points as long as he finds that end zone. Also, Logan Thomas. Uh, So Logan Thomas coming off of a hamstring injury definitely wasn't too bad against Seattle. Three for six for 31. I think that's going to go up against, uh, go up even better this week against the, uh, the Raiders. So, Logan Thomas, 4,000, super cheap. And then guys, I said this again, you know, sort of on our sleeper segment as well. Ty Conklin, I mean, $3,700 against Detroit. He's in both of my lineups. um, And I've got uh, some other guys in the other ones, but he's in at least two out of my four lineups this week. Ty Conklin, $3,700. Again, he sees targets. I like targets. He's got to find the end zone a little bit more consistently. But I think against Detroit, anything's going to be able to happen. So I hope that at least at that point, then Ty Conklin's going to find the end zone at least once and see a handful of good targets. So that's going to be our DFS picks for this week. Keep in mind, guys, if you want to reach out for any questions for your lineups this coming Sunday um, or even for Monday, just let us know. You can find us at the Fantasy Monsters, Fantasy Monsters podcast and or the fantasymonsters.com for our website. You can check out Generate Health as we've been talking about all week on our website as well. Or you can visit www.generatehealthstl.org to learn more about how you can volunteer and or donate to Generate Health. But thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Monsters. We'll catch you next time. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heated on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you. Yeah, I feel like a monster. And I'm just in a monster.